On last week's episode, we discussed the new opportunities in the field of virtual reality. We heard from Evelyn Morales, the former head of VR at NASA, Jeff Marshall, the founder of Ovation, a business built around VR-based public speaking training, and Daniel McIntyre, aka Danny Mac, the director of community corrections for Pennsylvania, where he has developed an innovative VR program to help inmates prior to release. Even in an industry as steeped in tradition as professional sports, change is coming. 5G, the next generation of wireless innovation, will bring new opportunities and ways to engage customers in all their favorite pastimes. Thanks to support from T-Mobile for Business, today we'll explore how 5G enables innovations in sports and changes the way we deliver experiences to hyper-connected fans. This is uh, my pie-in-the-sky picture, but imagine driving up and being directed to that empty parking spot in real time, right? Without having to, you know, drive around because the network knows that you're close by and it's optimized to ensure that everybody gets into the right parking spot in the minimal time possible, right? And uh, the app knows where you are and it actually directs you to the fastest turnstile and you get through the turnstile using your mobile tickets. That's Krishna Bhagavatula speaking. He is the chief technology officer of the National Basketball Association, the NBA, and he's describing how he sees the fan experience changing in a world of 5G. And as you pass through the turnstile, you're getting real deals in real time for the merch, or it could be food and beverages or concessions or what have you. And as soon as you get there, as uh, going up to the merchandise store or the concession stands and picking up items that you want and not having to go through a checkout because it's going to be a checkout-free experience. Those are some of the immediate things that a fan could experience even before they've hit their seats. A big part of Krishna's job is to project the MBA into the future and determine what technologies are most relevant to get there, which means he has to constantly keep his eyes open to new ideas. I mean, the one thing about technology that I really enjoy is that it's the never done feel around technology. I think we are never truly, truly done. It's that mindset that I think we as technologists need to have that you can never rest on your laurels. There's something else that's going to come up tomorrow that could potentially disrupt what you have today. So you have to measure what you're doing today so that you can build more delightful experience for your fans tomorrow. There's a reason the NBA has a CTO. Sports are becoming more and more integrated with technology. Fans control instant replays on their phone while sitting in the bleachers, and NFL players are equipped with radio chips that capture real-time data. In the future, staying home won't necessarily mean you can't be on the field. And sports is also a great proving ground for new technology and approaches in general, Before every business in the world became data-driven, there was Moneyball, Michael Lewis's 2003 book about Billy Bean's pioneering and successful approach to assembling a baseball team based on hard numbers and statistics. Another big trend we hear a lot about is gamification, or building user engagement by leaning on the techniques of games. In this episode, we will look at how technology being developed in the gaming world 
could transform the experience of watching sports. And we'll take a broader look at how 5G could enable new types of fan engagement inside the stadium and at home. I'm Oz Voloshin. Welcome to This Time Tomorrow. So, Cara, I hate to throw you a curveball, uh, but are you a big sports fan? No. Is ten- I mean, if tennis is a sport, I'm a sport fan. Well, I hope tennis is a sport because it's definitely my best sport and my favorite sport too. Although it's not much of a team sport. There's not much getting down and dirty in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this, but the definition of sports has changed. Mm-hmm. There was this SNL sketch recently with Chance the Rapper, and he was playing an esports reporter. And everyone in the sketch was kind of like, is this real? Like, can people really report on other people playing video games? But I mean, I guess, you know, people are playing esports as other athletes. Well, in a way, there's something kind of fundamentally similar about sports and esports. You have this sense of competition that animates the whole thing, you have this sense of camaraderie amongst the players, and then you have fandom and spectatorship people watching. Speaking of contact sports, I, I never thought I'd say this, but something really cool happened at a football game. Wow. <laughs> have you ever been to a stadium before uh, in funny America? Funny enough, I, I have, yeah. So when you have really bad seats, like I've had, yeah. you watch the game on the Jumbotron. Mm-hmm. So recently at this Ravens versus Jets game, people were watching the Jumbotron and things were happening. And all of a sudden, a Raven, which is the mascot, flew through the screen. Wow. So it was like this incredible instance of augmented reality happening as fans were watching on the Jumbotron. Well, augmented reality is a huge area of interest and investment in the world of sports. We actually spoke earlier in this series about virtual reality and how it may be enabled by 5G. Well, AR is another area like that because low latency and high bandwidth could be transformative in our quest to build digital worlds which we overlay on the physical world. And I'm going to talk to Diana Hu, who's head of augmented reality at Niantic. We're going to hear from Charlie Hahn, who is a principal program manager on Microsoft's HoloLens 2. But first, let's return to Krishna. I actually say this about myself. I'm a sports fan, but a cricket tragic. I grew up uh, passionate about cricket, uh, lived, breathed cricket. So when I came to the U.S. over 25 years ago, also got into football and basketball. And then uh, over the years, I, you know, fell in love with the NBA as well. That experience of being a fan infuses all of Krishna's work as he thinks about how to find new opportunities for engagement. We are constantly looking to break new ground in terms of fan experiences. So we have started um, experimenting with different ways of doing that. We have installed cameras in the rafters of each of our arenas, and there are different modes in which you can actually view a game. We did a special broadcast on ESPN+, Plus, which essentially gave three different viewing modes um, to our viewers. There was a coach mode, a player mode, or a mascot mode. Uh, the coach mode was really a playbook version of the game, right? You were watching the game, but you could actually watch it like a coach would see it. The player mode featured above-rim cameras and graphic overlays and even scoring probability of all the five offensive players on the court. And the mascot mode was a more fun, um, entertaining presentation uh, featuring special graphics, you know, like a fire graphic when a basket was made, just to make it more entertaining, right, for the casual fan. 
What Krishna describes is a first step on the road to personalized entertainment. In the future, fans could actively participate in creating their own unique experience of a sporting event. An even deeper form of personalization could come in the form of augmented reality. And Krishna has spent a lot of time thinking about how to engage new audiences with new types of content, both in his previous role as CTO of NBC News Digital and as the parent of a teenager. What I've learned from my 14-year-old daughter is that the experience about going to a concert specifically and occasionally at games as well is not so much as watching the game yourself, but it's also about letting people know where you are. So the moment you get into your seats, you can have multiple um, Insta or whatever apps, Snap apps that you use open and you're broadcasting out to your friends. So... What role might 5G play in creating this new future of participatory fan experiences? I mean, at the end of the day, if you think about it, what does 5G do is it's actually going to improve the reliability of the connection and it's going to improve the speed of the data that is actually going through the pipe, right? So what that translates to us is in terms of the end product, it'll actually be a better experience for the fan. So Oz, just in the last five to 10 years, the experience of the fan has already changed a lot. You know, you can engage on social media in live time, you can watch on mobile devices, you can pause a live feed, or even get push notifications about your games. And maybe in the not so distant future, we will be able to watch sports in an entirely new way. Which will be about augmenting our real world with additional information from the digital world to enhance the experience. That could be visual, that could be sensory. You could be watching a live football game, but in your line of sight, also see statistics in real time. And to make this real, CTOs like Krishna are going to have to lean on industry leaders who are connecting the dots between these two realities. And that will really give fans a full 360 connected experience. This idea of the collaborative experience is interesting, though, because, you know, uh, walking around, I think you once referred to it as being a turtleneck. We're all staring down at our phones all the time and we connect with people through apps and text messages. And we kind of if we look up, we realize that everybody's head is, is buried in their phone and there's less eye contact and less organic human connection. So this idea of sharing a real and a digital world in a new way could be even more culturally significant than the advent of the smartphone. It's called turtle posture. I'm sorry. Turtleneck is a sweater. You're right. <laughs> if we didn't have to look down anymore, though, I'm sure our necks would be very appreciative. But it's a bit harder for me to imagine two people seeing something intangible at the same time. Although when you apply it to the concept of sports and gaming, you see the applications quite clearly. All of a sudden, people can play AR games together. Yeah, and you mentioned the similarity between sports and business as these fields of endeavor where teamwork and good data are crucial. Another area just like that is games. According to Forbes, in 2019, esports generated $1 billion in revenue and an audience of more than 400 million people. And the notion of shared experience that's so crucial to all of this is something I discussed with Diana Hu. She's the head of augmented reality at Niantic. Niantic is more than a gaming company. It's a technology company. What we're building here at Niantic, it is the foundational technology to enable this world. We are building sort of the bridges, the roads for the future. Gamers have always been early adopters of new technology. And according to Diana, you can think of games as a kind of technological testing ground for the future. And some of the advancements in gaming are paving the way for how technology can then be used in sports and beyond. Gaming is really the industry where creators 
feel more liberated to innovate because they don't have some of the seriousness from other industries. And it really attracts the kind of interesting, quirky people that really push the boundaries of tech. And of course, Niantic is most famous for... The game Pokemon Go. It really was the game that put augmented reality in the vocabulary of your six-year-old to your 60-year-old. Because the fascinating thing about Pokemon Go and and the games that we built is that they're intergenerational. So that is kind of a game that really engaged multiple people. In AR, it wouldn't be as fun if you have all these cool visualizations and you're just by yourself. And this is where we use a lot of the interesting things that removing the limits we have with 4G, we can take advantage of. To really get that experience to be really low latency so that sharing with your friends, it feels natural. Because one thing about AR, in order for AR to feel good, it needs to behave how you expect reality behaves, right? Like if I'm walking down the street, let's say with you, right? I'm saying something, I'm having all these gestures, and then you're saying something back to me, there's no loading bars in between our interaction. It's all in real time. So with the current way 4G works, which is in the hundreds of megabits, there's some limits in terms of how quickly you can get a response time if we're trying to synchronize an augmented shared reality. 5G supposed to give you more bandwidth, and what bandwidth is, is kind of getting more lanes in your highway. So more lanes in your highways means more people and bigger data packages. The device that defined the first and second generations of wireless technology was the mobile phone. The third and fourth generations are synonymous with the smartphone. And Diana hopes the device that defines 5G will look altogether different. So there's three billion, at least, smartphones in the world today. Do you see a world in which there's three billion augmented reality headsets? Sure, why not? I do believe AR will be everywhere. It will be something that you will use and it might completely replace your desktop computer because you could basically visualize information anywhere in any surface. So you don't need uh, screens anymore. The whole world has the potential to be a screen, in a sense. This talk of turning the whole world into a screen brings us back to Krishna at the NBA and his vision for the future of the fan experience to what might be possible tomorrow both for viewers at home and in the stadium. I'm actually very bullish about augmented reality. I actually think there's a variety of experiences it can drive, right? Starting with uh, the in-arena experience, right? I mean, you're interested in uh, the stats around a player. You know, imagine you could just point your camera at that player and uh, through the NBA app or what have you, and then it shows you the stats around that player, right? Or potentially even content around that player. So that's that's one way of uh, experiencing um, more about the game through augmented reality. All of a sudden, you can start to imagine a world where you can seamlessly enrich your enjoyment of a game with additional information, or even probabilities about your favorite player making that three-pointer. If you think about the NBA superfan, right, they are devouring our advanced stats. We have a vast array of stats, and being able to use those stats into graphic overlays during the game is extremely powerful. Some of the barriers to the world Krishna describes are to do with augmented reality hardware. Even the HoloLens 2, priced at $3,500, is still only available to enterprise clients. But another challenge is bandwidth. The low latency and data processing needed to make these experiences truly ubiquitous is all part of the promise of future 5G networks. And according to Krishna, 
basketball stadiums are the perfect venue to demonstrate its potential. I actually think it can work effectively in um, NBA arenas because the bulk of our arenas are dome-shaped. So you can actually mount these millimeter wave antennas up in the catwalk and you can point them down to the fans in uh, either the upper or lower bowls and they would be able to use their 5G devices and then take advantage of the, um, you know, increased lower latency and uh, faster throughput capabilities provided by uh, the 5G networks. It's cool to see how a company like Niantic is paving the landscape of tomorrow in terms of how we play and watch sports like professional basketball. If we look at how gaming is utilizing new technologies for fans to play and watch their favorite games, we can all imagine a far more immersive and enhanced way to not only watch our favorite sports, but to participate and compete in them in better ways, too. But we still need to answer how those new techniques will be harnessed when combined with greater connectivity. New projects like Microsoft's HoloLens and the advancements coming in the future with 5G Make Krishna's vision of a connected gaming and sports experience look less like a pipe dream and more like a realistic future. The future with 5G is coming. Today, T-Mobile is leading the 5G charge with $30 billion invested in their network to deliver new capabilities. Improved connectivity and true mobility provided by an advanced network from T-Mobile for Business could change the way we all live and work. The 5G era will take the best technologies available today in the wireless space so that you can offer new capabilities to your business customers. T-Mobile for Business knows that the future of business will be powered by advancements in wireless networks, with these new technologies opening the doors for better ways to get the job done. Business is changing. Learn more at T-MobileForBusiness.com. I was really excited to talk with Charlie Hahn, who is the product lead for HoloLens 2 the second-generation mixed-reality headset built by Microsoft. The Microsoft HoloLens is a wearable device with a kind of transparent visor that projects a hologram onto your eyes, allowing you to see both real and virtual worlds at the same time. You watch Star Trek, you watch Star Wars. Holograms has always been sort of an integral part of what the future looks like. And we wanted to sort of pay homage to that concept of holograms, but at the same time also bring that together with the concept of, well, these are glasses, these are lenses into that world. When we designed HoloLens 2, we really centered around design pillars, and they were comfort, immersion, and time to value. And, you know, the notion of putting it on, this notion of comfort, was something that we spent a lot of time and energy on because we wanted it to feel like something that you could just get into and out of extraordinarily easily. We really designed it after this concept of putting on a baseball cap. HoloLens 2 has the capabilities to give workers more information on the job, coaches more information on the playing field, and even fans more information when they're watching their favorite team. One of the first demo experiences we created with the first-generation HoloLens was actually with the NFL, showing what it could be like to have instant live replays, uh, being able to drill in and see plays from different views and angles, lots of, you know, stats, augmented experiences, you know. One of the most fascinating things about sports is not even necessarily the sport itself, but all of the statistics and, you know, fantasy leagues that follow alongside it. And being able to augment that sort of TV experience or that viewing experience live with something like this has always come up time and time again in terms of viewership engagement. 
Sports have historically been about both entertainment and performance, but technology is changing both dimensions, the way fans watch sports and the way athletes perform on the field. How can you create a virtual scenario where you can go and watch yourself in position, understand where you should have been, could have been for a better play, for a better reaction to a particular scenario or situation on the field? Those have been things that we've worked with a number of different leagues and player associations on what those opportunities could look like. As technology takes sports to a place where it becomes more immersive, it begs the question, how might advances in 5G, something that promises faster speeds and greater connectivity, push mixed reality even further? Think about the last time you've been to, you know, a 75,000-person football stadium and trying to use your phone, right? That is just it's a barrier, it's a limit to being able to create even more immersive, more interactive, richer experiences on the networks and infrastructure that we have today. You start bringing in things like 5G and suddenly you can start actually serving you know, a wide number of customers in a particular location. I think the thing that actually really sits in my mind is this notion of not just what you can do on your own, not what you can sort of just see on your own, the holograms you can interact with on your own, is that this notion of everything becomes networked, everything becomes interconnected. For the time being, HoloLens 2 is not a consumer-facing product. It costs $3,500 and is only available for enterprise customers, meaning businesses. But when they do become commercially available, they will help bridge the gap between today's fixed reality and Krishna's enhanced fan experience vision of tomorrow especially when we think about connecting fans not only at the stadium, but even in the comfort of their homes as they watch and interact with their favorite teams and players. The potential is even greater when you consider what Charlie discussed about how the technology could be used to better train athletes and amateurs alike in their favorite sports. And when combined with a future with the potential for ubiquitous connectivity, you can imagine a world where you can practice or even play your favorite games wherever you are. Available now from iHeart, a new series presented by T-Mobile for Business, The Restless Ones. Join host Jonathan Strickland as he explores the upcoming 5G revolution and the business leaders who stand right on the cutting edge. There are certain decision makers who are restless. They know there is a better way to get things done, and they're ready, curious, and excited for the next technological innovation to unlock their vision of the future. These restless ones are in pursuit of bigger, better, smarter, stronger. They seek new partners, new strategies, new processes. They pursue innovative platforms and solutions to propel their teams, businesses, and industries forward. In each episode, we'll learn more from the restless ones themselves and dive deep into how they think the 5G revolution could propel their business forward. The Restless Ones is now available on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Kara, it was fun to report this episode because we got to talk about sports and games. I think the connective tissue here is augmented reality, or AR. The applications that are either here or on the near horizon are all about overlaying digital information onto the real world. I think it's actually about erasing the lines between industries like gaming and sports, you know, different forms of pastimes with equally engaged fans who want an experience that goes beyond what's currently available. And to the industry leaders, like the people we spoke to on this episode, the ability to leverage the potential of future 5G networks becomes a quintessential tool in helping build the future of both industries. 
I don't really think of myself as much of a gamer, but it was fascinating to speak to Diana of Niantic, who really made the case that gaming is a testing ground for new technologies before they enter the mainstream. And clearly sports will be an early adopter, whether it's Krishna talking about overlaying stats on top of players in real time in the stadium, or Charlie from Microsoft talking about how players could use augmented reality to train better. Yeah, and they all seem to be on parallel paths of development that will help answer questions of applied usage. You know, Krishna's vision of a hyper-connected fan experience is answered by Niantic's development in AR with a future hope of implementing it through devices like HoloLens. And it's really interesting to see this kind of cross-pollination as we explore this time tomorrow. Which happens to be the name of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) On the next episode of This Time Tomorrow, we'll look at how lower-powered sensors, technology that's central to the promise of 5G, could change retail and clothing. We ask the question, what is the future of wearables and connected clothes? I'm Oz Veloshin. See you next time. No matter what you're after, T-Mobile for Business is here with a network born mobile and built from the ground up for the next wave of innovation. From mobile broadband to IoT to workforce mobility and everything in between, T-Mobile for Business is committed to helping you move your business forward with the products and services you need, as well as the dedicated, award-winning customer service you'd expect from America's most loved wireless company. Business is changing. Learn more at T-Mobile for Business.com.